Welcome to the Soft Life with Sadie Baddies. Sadie Baddies is the antidote to mental health stigma, and this podcast is hosted by yours truly, Priscilla O. Adjman. We are a virtual sanctuary centering Black and multiracial people, and we prioritize the mental and emotional nourishment that is the foundation of collective healing in our communities. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the Soft Life Baddies. Happy November. Happy Scorpio season and soon-to-be Sagittarius season. I am grateful to be back. I took a few weeks off to regroup. And if you follow me on Instagram and you are following Sadie Baddies in the Soft Life on Instagram, you will have more of a glimpse and a glance of what our inner world is like, our day-to-day is like. So definitely follow us on there. We've also been sharing a lot of information on Substack, which is one of our favorite platforms to share long-form content. So Follow us on Substack as well to just get more more in-depth content um, and to connect with us in a different format, which is writing, words, reading, essays, lists, recommendations, all the things. But we recently shared a really great article on liberation and empathy and freedom being a global struggle throughout the world. So definitely check that out on our Substack. And I'm feeling refreshed. It's November. It's my birthday month. My birthday's in a few weeks. And I'm just really looking forward to trying to really feel present for the rest of this month. You know, I think your birthday is a time to regroup and realign your goals. And now is the perfect time for me to kind of go back to the vision board, go back to some of the goals that I set early in the year and really try my best to execute them. So we are actually going to be in San Francisco this weekend for Berkeley Haas. They are having their Black Wellness Weekend and we are going to be on the panel alongside some really amazing other Black founders and creatives business owners and I'm so excited for this weekend so this will be our first time actually traveling to the to the west coast as a Saudi baddies team which is really exciting and we're super super excited to meet so many amazing folks who are passionate and enthusiastic about wellness and black wellness so I'm super excited to be a part of this and of course, if you want to see more about this weekend, I'll probably be sharing a lot on my stories as well as Sadie Batty stories. So definitely stay tuned for that. Today, we have the amazing, the badass, queer, Muslim therapist, Umu Sula, who is such a dope, incredible community builder and mental health professional. She creates zines. And I'm so excited to have Umu on the show today. We had a really great deep dive in talking about radical mental health care. We talked about Umu's upbringing and her background being Senegalese, being a queer person, and really showing up in spaces that do not look like her, do not look like us as individuals and the way that she has transformed mental health dialogue online and in person is really, really amazing and really inspiring. So let's dive into this episode and let's welcome Umu Silla to The Soft Life. Welcome back to The Soft Life podcast. Today we have the incredible Umu Silla. And I'm so happy to be speaking with them today. Welcome to the podcast, Umu. How are you feeling? I'm so excited. (laughs) Hello. Um, I don't know if people will be able to see me, but I'm spinning in my chair. (laughs) I'm feeling thrilled. um, And I'm happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to have you. Um, We crossed paths on Instagram, I think a few months ago, maybe almost a year ago, but I'm so happy you Mm -hmm. crossed paths and I'm in awe of all of the work that you do and all of the space that you create. But right now, describe how you're feeling in this very moment. Um, For anyone who can't see, which is nobody because it's just us here, um, (laughs) you've got a really (laughs) 
I'm like, for all the people looking, it's literally us. Um, <laughs> you've got some really cool like wall divider in the back and it just looks like a very peaceful environment, but describe how you're feeling right now. Absolutely. So I'm feeling really sleepy. Um, I've felt really sleepy for the past, I want to say like two months. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so felt. tired. Um, yeah, I had a really exciting weekend. I was selling zines. Um, so I'm like a zinester nice now. Uh, so dope. Yeah, so that was really fun. But that was a two-day event where I had to exert lots of like social energy in a different yeah. kind of way. And so definitely sleepy. That's number one. I'm also feeling very silly, but that's usually an overtone of my whole life. Love it. And I'm feeling very excited. I love that. Sleepy, silly, and excited. That's that's a vibe. That's a vibe right there. Um, tell us your origin story in your own words. And this can be anything that resonates most with you, where you're from, your big three, if you know them, your sun, moon, and rising, um, yeah. countries that resonate most with you. What what who is Umu in your own words? <clears throat> okay. Well, I don't know what to start with. So this is Umu. I was born from two parents who are both African. Both of them happen to be half Senegalese and half Guinean. So I am also Guinean from Guinea mm -hmm. and Senegalese from Senegal. I was born in Senegal and I'm a diehard Senegalese person, honestly. Like you might not, it's even kind of um, strange for me to be claiming Guinea on a podcast <laughs> like this, but I thought my ancestors would want me to be. Panda Elliston, get off of the table right now. <laughs> table. <laughs> and guess what the cat got off? My black table. Respectfully. 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 Um, so yeah, I was born in Senegal, diehard Senegalese person, lived there until I was age six. And then I moved to the States when I was six slash seven. I've lived in the States um for my whole life essentially used to go to Senegal when I was younger in the summers um I still go now whenever I can find the time and the dollars to go because sometimes those dollars are kids is dollaring listen listen I go on I I feel you though <laughs> Africa in, in December, like all those other people when they're in Africa in December. Dang. Honestly, that's a sidebar. Can we stick a pin? Because I want to talk about that. But you go ahead. Bet, because what is that about? Anywho. So I I, 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 don't, I I go to Senegal every once in a while now. Um, I was born in September. Ooh. I am a Virgo. Um, yes, your birthday Virgo's just son. passed. Happy belated. Happy belated. Thank you. I just turned 29, though yeah. I feel like I have the wisdom of, of many lifetimes. Um, I'm a Virgo sun, Virgo moon, Scorpio rising. Ooh. I was thankfully born in a hospital that like actually took my birth time because a lot of my diasporic friends like were born yeah. in places like no Jamaica or just other places and they're just like my mom does not know where I was born it. there's no Winging documents it. linking yeah. me yeah so bless <laughs> that there's a paper that literally says 11 for I'm not gonna even say the rest <laughs> I almost got myself trapped period what in the hell you want to cut this part out? I'm crying. I will <laughs> listen. If you want me to edit it out, we don't need the ops coming for you. Okay, we don't need racking up the spiritual people. They're gonna yeah. like, find yeah. my birth chart. You don't need to know anything. Yeah, mind your business. Mind that's your business. Literally, that's so funny. Redacted. So Virgo Sun, Virgo Moon, <laughs> literally <laughs> Scorpio <laughs> Rising. <laughs> And then I'm also like a sus ass like Virgo, so I don't even like my like information being out there like that. You know what I'm saying? It's oh so my funny. gosh! And the Scorpio um, rising yeah. too. It's like Scorpio rising. Quite as mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, so that's my big three. I I'm a Scorpio stellium, so there's like more Scorpio in my chart. Yeah. I had no idea there was this much water influence inside of my 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 life and my body mind, but there is apparently. Yes. Felt felt. I'm also Scorpio rising and a Scorpio stellium. I love Scorpio <laughs> rising. Are you kidding? 
and That's a scorpion moon. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we right we're here. We're right here. We're locked in. We're locked in. I mean, that in. could not have been a better intro as to like who you are in your own words. I know that was a short yeah. snippet, but you know, I love hearing more about kind of those details that play into our personalities and bring us to where we are right now. Um, so you are a therapist among many other incredible hats that you wear. Can you share with us your journey into being a therapist, becoming a therapist? (laughs) So some other people have dreams of being things in their life, right? My mom says that when I was a kid, I was like a natural helper, very like considerate. Mm -hmm. And she always thought I was going to be in like a people role. And so me being a therapist made lots of sense to her, though I will say I, as the, the human being living this life, I never sat down and, and, and dreamt of being a therapist, right? A kind mm-hmm. of sort of, I want to say, was a, a path that was just presented to me. And I'm a generator like and responder, and I kind of just responded. Yeah. I was like, huh, okay, yeah, I like that. And then, boom, that, that's literally how that happened. I did my um, undergrad in child and family studies at Syracuse University. I took this really incredible course by this professor about like power and violence in the family. Mm -hmm. The professor was like, do you know that there's a master's program here for therapy? And I was like, no, I didn't know. And they were like, you should apply. And then I applied and then I got in. And then I was there. (laughs) Literally responding to the call. Yeah. The call. I will say too, that I, in my body know that I have been in this kind of role before in, in mm. whatever lifetime, right? Like this does not feel new to me when I'm yeah. speaking of things, you know, like it, it feels like wisdom that I'm accessing from something and somewhere else, right? And so that mm. feels really important to say that though I did not choose this, it was already chosen for me yes. before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that, you know, although it seems simple, I'm sure that there were so many twists and turns that brought you <laughs> to where and you crashes. are. Yes, crashes, detours, all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I, what really what drew me to your, to you, your space online specifically is radical mental health first aid. And I would love, <laughs> um, I would love for you to share more about that. And as someone who, you know, took a, a mental health first aid class kind of to support the work I was you have. doing. I have, yes. Oh, so I, you have I, context for this. I'm so thrilled. Yes, I do have a little bit. I A few years ago, yeah. I was working as a care coordinator um, at a hospital mm-hmm. and it was encouraged for all of us care coordinators to take mental health first aid given the clients and the patients that we were working with. And it would be great for us to have that additional tool to support them. And it was a great like eight hour course, but you have created such a comprehensive guide with radical mental health first aid. I'm trying to think of the acronym. And I'm like getting it a little because <laughs> I'm like R H M Rempa. Rempa. Yes. Rempa. Yeah. And yep. mm-hmm. I, really would love to have you share more about what birth this, the mission behind yeah. it, and all the details. I'm so thrilled. Okay. So this you're 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 getting an exclusive yes. right now. We love exclusive. Okay. It's so exciting. Um I actually went and recently because I have kind of just been like riding the wave of this experience for the past couple of months. And so I was mm-hmm. like, what is the story of of what has happened and what I have done for the, because I think yeah. I created this in October of 2022. And so I created it because somebody that I knew in community was like, do you have like a workshop that that's like focused on mental health and like, just like giving people some like soft skills. And because I'm an ambitious Virgo and I love to respond, I was like, yeah, I do. When do you want it? <laughs> I did not have the thing that I said I had. Um, and word to my grand Kenya, um, her name is Kenya Crawford, brilliant human being, look mm-hmm. her up. She, at one point during um, one of our supervisions many moons ago, was like, if something sounds desirable to you and your body is screaming yes from like somebody um, offering you something like that, 
say you have the thing and figure out the rest of the shit yes. later. Yes. 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 Because what do I look like telling this person, no, I don't have it, but I can create it. And I'm, I'm just doing this like a long-winded right. explanation for this person that doesn't need it. I right. just need to figure out how I'm going to get the thing. You know what I'm saying? Literally. And so that's what I did. As a responder, this person came to me and said, do you have the thing? It excited me. I felt satisfaction coursing through my body. So I said, yes, I have it. And then I created it. Now, what should I say next? <laughs> I took mental health first aid a few years ago as well. I took the adult one and I think I took the youth one. Mm-hmm. And I was left like a little underwhelmed after leaving the workshop, yeah. right? Yeah. Or I don't know if they call it a workshop or a training, the trainings. And it's, I had to take it yeah. as part of. <laughs> and so I took it as part of like one of my previous jobs. And they said it was going to be helpful in doing this, this, and that. And I was like, I feel like I'm a suicide cop now. Like, I know how to make sure that if people say suicide, I can lock them up in in, in prison. Um, And then I know all these, like, random diagnostic things that, like, no regular citizen needs to really know. I don't think human beings need to be armed with some of that information. And I'm using armed specifically. Right. Right. It can be weaponized. It's a weapon. Yes. Uh Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so took that years ago. And I remember that when this person asked me if I had this thing, I was like, you know what? I'm going to not only create this thing, it's going to be a radical version of this thing that I've taken in the past, right? And it was, again, I took it like five years ago or something. So I've heard that there have been like updates to it and it's a whole different type of thing. And like, great, shout out to them. I'm happy for them. You know what I mean? And what I've created is something so comprehensive so tangible, so community-based and community-driven that I think it really is going to blow the blow blow people's, people's minds in different kinds of ways. It's really going to shift and change the care landscape, really is going to offer people tangible skills to learn how to not only give care in ways that feels good for everyone involved, but also receive care in ways that feels good for everyone involved. Yeah. And so... <laughs> It was kind of like a response, right, to this previous mental health first aid thing that I experienced that I was like, mm, um, that I wanted to essentially radicalize and offer to the community in a way that allowed them to go and do something with it immediately. So it, yeah. it is this beautiful thing that is still being, I think, developed and created right now in real time. Like, I honestly want like a radical mental health first aid academy of sorts where like you can come and learn about somatics connected to radical mental health first aid you can come learn a little bit more about consent maybe i do a whole workshop on consent right Mm -hmm. maybe i do a whole workshop on creating peer peer support groups and if you want to learn how to create your own peer support group come to this workshop and i'll teach you how to do it so that we can all learn and and figure out ways to decenter the medical model from how we're experiencing care Yes. Right. Like I, as a therapist, I think that it's really strange and weird to center therapists as the only way that we're going to be receiving care and nourishment in our lives, especially because you only get access to your therapist for one hour a week. Right. If you're lucky. Right. If you can afford it. Meanwhile, if you can afford it, you know what I'm saying? Meanwhile, you get to interact with your community members, how, whatever ways that looks like IRL or virtually. And so it's like, how could we, um, how can I, so my thought was always, how can I create this thing that, that, and I'm like demystify care. It's not this complicated, like situation. We do have to maybe learn some skills for sure mm-hmm. and practice some skills and maybe fail at some skills, but it's something that can be learned. Absolutely. What I love so much about your process of developing Remfa is that you saw the solution that was given to us as you know as a community at large and as a therapist yourself right you you saw that mm-hmm. every therapist or every person that works with a specific population needs to take this mental health first aid course and yep. there's you know that's a great start but you also said to yourself okay that's not enough and i think mm-hmm. being able to recognize when there is a gap in what's being provided to us as the end all be all solution and the courage to actually create something even more dynamic, even more relevant, even more culturally 
competent and aware is so powerful. And I just, I cannot be more grateful that you exist and that you responded to that. Seriously, that is so incredible. And I think about so many people without like trying to get too emotional. I do think about the people that would have benefited from this mm-hmm. all the time. And thank mm-hmm. you for creating it. Honestly, just thank you so much. It is extremely, mm-hmm. extremely needed. Um, and I cannot wait to see it literally become an academy and blow up in all the spaces yep. that it needs to be. Um, thank you so much. And, you know, I know that you touched on a little bit about your upbringing and your background being Senegalese and Ghanaian, mm-hmm. but how does your upbringing specifically contribute to the work <clears throat> that you share and that you provide? I love that question. So I really pride myself in the fact that my African ass, Muslim ass mama raised me to really be as African and as Muslim as possible. And Mm -hmm. so though I have lived in the States for a really long time and, you know, the um, powers of acculturation and assimilation have absolutely played their role in how I like navigate the world and understand my identity. I am still a person of the global majority. I am still a person that has come from outside and is now situated here. And that informs how I think about people. That informs how I think about the role of community. That informs how I think about um, the, the power and the wisdom of our lineage, of our ancestors, of our relationship to the land, of our relationship to the sky, right? Um, my Africanness influences how I think, how I create, right? And I think that I also want to name too that radical mental health first aid. I honestly, um, how do I say this? Mm, Some other people create outlines and things for workshops, right? Mm -hmm. Some other people will do research and and prep, right, to, to birth their thing. I am not that kind of person anymore. Why? Because I have been able to like separate myself from this, like, you know, the the Virgo need to do those kinds of things because I have been able to connect to the wisdom of my ancestors Mm. and the wisdom of my people in a way that literally let me like I I made this thing in in a couple of hours. I was just like, oh, this feels good. This makes sense here. What's that word again? And just literally just like I was channeling words from yeah. someone else you know what I'm saying yes. and so and I also did it in in one of my most manic states that I've ever been in <laughs> right <laughs> and so <laughs> that shit was also mad funny because I I I that used to be something that I had like lots of like shame and confusion about and all of this stuff and then I I learned how to relate to the mania that pops up in my like cyclothymia life or whatever um and to harness its energy and its yeah. power and boy oh boy did it help me to create something powerful hell yeah holy shit i feel like the fact that you can feel intrinsically how much this is from you like from literally the the ancestral i call it ancestral knowledge because that's what it is mm-hmm. it's not knowledge mm-hmm. that you can get in a book it's not something you nope. can research it's not on pubmed it's literally ancestral yep. knowledge and that is so powerful and when you respond to that there is just a different the result is different it's just it hits harder it's it's like you are able to go into the depths of what you're creating and without that attachment to the result in a way too, right? Oh my gosh. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no attachment to the result. It's so yeah. cool. I'm like, this shit is heat and I don't have to sell it to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, you have created, I mean, so much incredible resourceful information infographics charts flow charts you are the flow chart master also like <laughs> never and i mean never ever seen a flow chart 
the way you've created one. I'm like, God damn. It's another one. It's literally thorough. Thorough as hell. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm amazed, truly. Um, yeah. Your flow charts are different, but not just the flow charts. Everything that you share is so incredibly intentional and thoughtful. And one post that really struck me was your creation of burnout resources and how to mm-hmm. you know move through burnout, but also what to do when you are burnt out and kind of breaking down burnout 101. Can you share more about burnout, what it actually is? Because we hear the term so much now and also how it differentiates yep. from stress or daily stresses in life. Such a great question. So I went down this like burnout resources path because I myself experienced burnout. And I kind of had to figure out how I was going to navigate and wade through it all. And so in my pursuits of researching burnout related things, I kind of felt like there was something missing in the larger discourse. And one of the things that I felt like was missing was the acknowledgement of the influence and the role of capitalism and colonization and exploitation in why I'm even experiencing burnout to begin with. Right. And so one of the things that I want to name first is that my definition of burnout is that it is the body-mind's response to labor. And that's like labor connected to capitalism, labor connected to like maybe your role as a parent, labor connected to your role as a community member, whatever kind of labor that's being expended. Mm. And usually that means that it's a systemic thing that you're experiencing or or it's a thing that you're experiencing as a result of a systemic thing. Wow. Yes. I mean, that is the most accurate that sigh that you just let out was so (laughs) profound (laughs) that's that's okay that uh, to walk you through what just happened that was like my mind being opened up you dropping in that new definition and the old definition getting replaced like that was like the system reboot sonically was that that yes i mean when people feel stressed out chronically or they feel tired chronically or they're feeling just not themselves, a lot of times the first thing we do is blame ourselves. We're not working hard enough or we're too sensitive or whatever. You, you know, there's a difference between the, the chronic exploitation and what it does to our mind and body. And I think the fact that you connected as our mind body's response to that just makes so much sense. And I think we know that deep down, but sometimes we want to blame ourselves when in reality, yep. it's a systemic issue. Um, when you were developing this, these resources for burnout and how to care for ourselves mm-hmm. and each other when dealing with burnout, what were some examples or what were some experiences that helped you to name those? Okay, so I was getting my, I'm going to name an experience as a therapist. I was getting my license during the like height of the start of the pandemic in 2020. And so mm-hmm. I was like working towards getting my license, which means I was being underpaid. <laughs> I was working a lot of hours and lots of different kinds of things. And so my relationship to my employer and having to like expend that kind of labor, mm-hmm. I think influenced and like the role of the the influence of the mental health industrial complex, right? The roles and influence of like employers and how they create businesses to sustain themselves, but not sustain everyone that works for the business, right? Um, those things helped to develop kind of this burnout survival universe that I created, right? The solar system that I created um, of all of these different letters or words that start with the letter D because I don't, and I just chose the letter D because (laughs) that's what I wanted. (laughs) No rhyme or reason. (laughs) No rhyme or reason. 
I just kept using the letter D. I was like, ooh, disrupt. Okay, we're going to start disrupt. And I was like, ooh, discernment. Yeah, I like yes. that. And then I was like, ooh, delight. I like that. <laughs> and so the Burnout Survival Solar System was a tool created specifically out of experience, like similar to me trying to get my license hours or me trying to um, balance all of the different relationships in my life and feeling really overwhelmed. It's like, how am I supposed to come home after work? make sure that I'm fed, make sure that my house is clean, also talk to my parents, also talk to my community members, also do this, like how am I supposed to balance all of that? I went and I thought about all of these different things that I would benefit from maybe incorporating into my life to help shift my experience of my burnout. Mm. And so I'll read to you some of the Ds. Yes, please, please. Okay. So we have one of the biggest Ds to use is disrupt. When you think about the word disrupt, I invite you to think about what in my life needs to be disrupted so that I am experiencing more care, more love, more support, more anything, whatever it is that you want to think about. And so these letters or these words are honestly just like um, launch pads for thinking, for obsessing. And so the only word that you'll see is disrupt. And I have no other instruction outside of what comes up for you as you think about this word. The next word that I have is delight, for example. When I was feeling super burnt out, I was not experiencing in things, I was not experiencing anything that was delightful or experiencing in things that delighted me. There was a decrease in delight overall. And so one of the D's of this burnout survivor solar system is to engage in things that delight you. Yeah. Bring it into your realm. And then I'll read one more D. Um, which one should I do? Disappoint, mm. which is a D that scares people. Who in your life or what in your life needs to experience disappointment? Oof. Who or what in your life needs to experience disappointment? Once you answer that, figure out what needs to be done next. Damn. <laughs> not the head hole damn i mean that last one i feel like for a recovering people pleaser that one is the scariest right like the delight sometimes is okay yeah well i can it's like the delayed gratification of things some people are really good at that right or you know disrupt but the disappoint that one is that could be really scary that could be really really scary thank you so much for sharing those three examples that yeah wow that's yeah that is really just perfectly displays and creates this image of you know literally the solar system which you've created but also how we can take some of those um launch pads and start to do more of those like internal introspective practices and unpack that thank you so much um another you know, the flow chart in question <laughs> is <laughs> what have you been talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about a bid for care. Yes, 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 the bid for care mind map. Yes, oh. yes, the mind map. Can oh, you good. please walk us through that amazing, incredible, I call it a work of art because it is, but the bid for care oh is God. incredible, incredible. I find myself going back to it and using it on a regular basis, but please share with us and walk us through how you created it and what its use is. So I think that I first want to name that one of my super skills that I was gifted with is this um, ability to take complex info and make it into digestible pieces of information that you can do something with. And so something that I was noticing as I've been talking more about care, talking more about community and relationships is people saying like, okay, but Umu, I don't even know what I need. I don't know who I'm supposed to be talking to about this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like all of these questions, right? And I was like, you know what? Word, that's so reasonable. If you were never taught these skills, which a lot of us weren't, then how could how could one ask you to be imaginative in this way as you exist in isolation. So 
I went and created the new version is so pretty because this person that um, follows me on Instagram was so inspired by this work. They literally revamped the ugly thing that I made on Canva and beautified <laughs> it for me for free. <laughs> oh my God. They went and beautified it for me for free because they were like, Umu, this thing is so incredible. And then they were like, also, you're not a designer. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are you down the- for me to make this for you? Amazing. That is so amazing. And so I wanted to name all of that first. Um, That's part of why this version looks so beautiful because there's a designer out there in the world. Her name is Angie Sibs. And she went and she said, and then revamped it for me. Um, So like I said, people had all of these questions and I was like, I'm going to make you a thing that is going to be easy to look at easy to understand, um, intuitive, and offers you kind of a glimpse into what you can do if something were to present itself, whether you needed to um, respond to a bid for care or you yourself had a bid for care. Now, bid for care is something, I'm so cool, like I'm an internet scholar, okay? I made that shit up myself. Those are words that I put together and then I went and I made a definition. Yeah, incredible incredible my mind oh my gosh and so bid for care are three words that i put together to be um essentially uh let me go and get the real definition on butcher my own definition shorty (laughs) 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 because that would be hilarious someone's like um actually that's not the definition actually (laughs) and then and then i'm gonna be tight because they're gonna be right you know what i'm saying and i don't want to be vested like that I don't want to be invested like that. Are you kidding? Oh my god, that is so funny. Okay, and the bid for care is a means of relationship building, connection, and liberation. It includes gestures, actions, and behaviors between beings that signal a need for care. Bids can be verbal or nonverbal, and include but are not limited to care actions like body doubling or meal support. So that's what a bid for care is. I love it. It's yeah. such a simple concept, but the way that it's, you can take it and literally implement it into, like you said, verbal or nonverbal, or if you need it mm-hmm. or someone else needs it, it's such a, it's a formula, you know, it's brilliant. Um, honestly, your mind, seriously, it's incredible. <laughs> My gosh. Sometimes I'm like, who made this? <laughs> What is Honestly, as you should, as you should. Um, <clears throat> I know we touched on this a little bit, but I really want to get into some of the major setbacks in Western mental health care. And as you mentioned earlier, centering the therapist when it comes to healing and doing the work and taking care of our mental health as individuals mm-hmm. and as a community. What would you say are some, if you could name three of the major setbacks when it comes to Western mental health care, and this could range from a topic of, you know, families, relationships, um, self-harm, suicide, what are some of those major setbacks? Okay. Setback number one, therapist slash the mental health industrial complex has an over-reliance on the carceral system. And so that means that therapists act as agents of the state, which then means that therapists are cops. I hate to say it, hate to tell you, but it's part of what happens because of the training and the relationship that mental health professionals, and I'm going to put have to have, I'm going to put that in quotes though, with the police industrial complex. And so that goes like connected to something like mandated reporting. Many therapists engage in mandated reporting, which end up taking away a lot of rights from people, end up with people in uh, psychiatric hospitals, ends up with people in um, prisons. And so that's one big, I just said a lot of things for the number one, because I'm a verbose person. (laughs) Well, that's number one. Yeah. 
flaw number two. I have a problem with privatized care and therapists and psychiatrists and this kind of thing happening behind closed doors. There's like a stigma that comes with it. And I think that it would be really helpful and powerful to be able to witness people experiencing care out in the world, out in public eye. And so that's one of, I think, the biggest flaws of the mental health industrial complex, mm. how it's done in isolation mm. and it's done behind closed doors. Right. Right. And then number three, I think that Western medicine does not honor the wisdom of indigenous peoples. And so there is an over-reliance on, I don't know, this other stuff in supporting people on their healing journey when there is lots of wisdom out in Africa, out in literally anywhere else in the world yeah. <laughs> um, that can support people on their healing journey. And so this over-reliance on this Western information and Western knowledge, I think, really blocks people from being able to access the kind of care that would be beneficial for them. So something that I do in my work as a therapist, sometimes I'll be like, you know, maybe we're talking about all this stuff, but what if your chi is off? Maybe you need to go talk to a traditional Chinese medicine person and see if like they can support you in a way that yeah. my words are never gonna do anything with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, wow, first of all, that is spot on. And second of all, that goes into my next question, which is about culturally relevant tools, resources, services, um, and individuals in our communities who could be very, very, very much so exactly what we're looking for, right? And instead of using it as this is the alternative or this is like esoteric or this is, you know, the mm -hmm. othering of these these resources that have been around for generations, for centuries mm -hmm. even. Um, I know that you've named some of them, such as a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, but what are some of the mm -hmm. other um, services or practices that are indigenous and culturally re relevant to us that yeah. are also really beneficial, whether you recommend them to clients of yours or just ones that you favorite? Totally. So one thing that I will name first is that there is lots of power in being able to um, be in community with people who have experienced similar things as you. And so peer support is something that I talk a lot about. I think peer support and peer counseling is some of the most magical, transformational work that exists. So that's number one. Now, an example of some peer supporters that exist out there in the world, um, there is a group that was co-founded by someone named Dandelion Hill called Peer Support Space. They have so many different peer support groups that you can choose from based off of a whole bunch of different kinds of things, like whether that is experiences with madness or maybe it's connected to um, a, spe a special interest of yours. Different kinds of peer support groups that really exist out there that can really allow you to be in community with folks that are similar to you or have had similar experiences. Mm. Um, there is also Project Let's does really incredible work with the community. Um, who else I wanted to name? The third person that I wanted to name in peer support. The third person will come to me in a moment. Part of having a neurospicy brain is that sometimes thoughts come to me and then they disappear right out of my head. They just run off. Okay. And so this third person that I was trying to think of will come to me soon. But those are some of the peer support type people that kind of come to mind. Mm. Um, there's also uh, uh, the Institute for Development for Human Arts, NYC. That institution and those people, I think, really are all about supporting folks in accessing knowledge so that you're able to engage in transformative mental health care in your communities. 
And so I think that it's really a good group and a good community of different activist practitioners that you can go and look for um, that will help to support you in this. Mm, Thank you so much. We'll definitely be sure to add those resources and those mentions in the show notes as well as when this episode is up. But I also would love to know from your experience and your perspective, how do you come back home to yourself after you have just been faced with a challenging day or challenging week? How do you ground yourself and come back home to yourself? Ooh. One of my favorite practices that was created by Lama Rod Owens, it's called the Seven Homecomings Practice. And so it's a centering practice that I like to do. Um, and I do it when things are, are difficult and when I'm just looking to be reminded of all of the different kinds of homes that I'm connected to. And one of those homes being myself. So it's one of my, my practices that I like to engage in. I also love to be in the forest amongst the trees. I love, 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 love it so, so much. If there's like a waterfall or some body of water nearby too, that's yummy and delicious. I also engage in like different kinds of somatic practices that might feel yummy or nourishing to my body. Um, Sometimes when I'm feeling like stuck in whatever way, shape, or form, there's like this like swaying thing that I like to do, Mm. right? And then it reminds my body that I'm not stuck. Yes, literally moving that energy. Yep, that chi. Boom. Um, sometimes I'll like do some shaking in my body if I'm like, whoa, I've just had so many whatever's happening. I have lots of like adrenaline or whatever happening in my body. I'll shake it off. Um, I might do some like swiping or something to like, if I'm like, ick, I want to get some ick off of me. I'll get the ick off of me. Um, so those are some somatic practices that I really like. I'm also really into, <laughs> I'm really into <laughs> the giggle. <laughs> it's the giggle for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm really into this like a very niche kind of telenovela. Um, oh, so... <laughs> I, nothing could have prepared me for that. Nothing. Nothing could have prepared nothing. you for it at all. I'm right. Yeah. So like. Musical telenovelas, okay, <laughs> are my fucking jam right now. If you're into, if you want to like look up what I'm talking about, <laughs> I have two recommendations. Please my share. first one that I have, I've watched this show now three times through, three times, okay, from beginning to end. It's called La Reina, La Reina del Flow, the Queen of Flow. That sounds lit. To be honest. It's lit, okay? And I'm talking about two seasons, 80 episodes each. Okay? It's aggressive. Colombians are sick with the TV. Oh, my God. One thing about a telenovela, though, is never going to be skimpy. It's always going to give you minimum 120 hours worth of new time. Minimum. Oh, my gosh. So much (laughs) new time. So much new time. So that is the OG musical telenovela that captured my heart and then i just binge watched another another one recently that just dropped this year called a price of glory oh my gosh the villain in that she knocked she knocked it out of the park she did she was so good (laughs) (laughs) oh my god again nothing could have prepared me for that but i'm also so pleasantly surprised and i will be definitely reviewing those wrecks that sounds lit um, honestly, I wish mine were like my my uh, comfort show at a time when I was probably at my one of my most difficult, challenging times in my life was Jersey Shore. And I just rewatched all of it. And it was great. It was great. And I would do it again. Reveal to you. <laughs> I love that. I just recently started watching a double shot at love with John and with, with Vinny and 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 and, and Paul D. where they're looking for love. I just started watching that like literally two days ago, so I obviously feel you on what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, oh, that that's too good. That's too good. I'm yeah. definitely gonna be checking that out. 
Um, and my last question for you is what does softness mean to you as a black person? Mm. Okay. So softness feels warm. It feels like a hug. It feels like a blanket. It is comforting. It is a value. It is something that we are all deserving of accessing. It is my right. It is something I'm constantly desiring. Softness, softness, what other words do I want to say? Softness and I go together. Bad. Real bad. <laughs> Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> Period. Oh my God. Period. I love it. I love it so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. We are going to do our quick little rapid fire session. Um, five fun questions tailored to you. <clears throat> Ready? <laughs> okay. So first question, you need to rank these in order of okay. your least fave to most fave. And these are five okay. TVs and movies that are your favorites, actually. Okay. Oh, Criminal Minds, Rugrats, <laughs> <laughs> Criminal Minds, okay. Rugrats, Fast and Furious, Daria, oh! Daria, and Scooby-Doo. You're good. All right. <laughs> okay. So, favorite, I'll say Criminal Minds. Least and then favorite? next, yeah. Okay. So, I'm going to do least to most favorite. Got it. So, we have Criminal Minds, Criminal Minds. Like last place. Then the next one is Daria. Damn. Then the next one is Rugrats. And then my two favorites. Fuck, I can't think of it right now. <laughs> Scooby Doo has to be number one, and Fast and Furious <laughs> is number two. Man. Silly, this the <sighs> silly and goofy wins takes takes it all. <laughs> it, it takes it all every fucking time. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think I had to be put in this position to have to choose between Scooby and Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yo, you're sick. I'm what to call the FBI and I'm an abolitionist, man. I'm crying. I'm literally crying. Oh my God. I had to. I had to put you to the test and silly and goofy won. Um, that is hilarious. Okay, next question. You mentioned a couple of them already, but what is your actual favorite somatic healing practice? Ooh, okay. My favorite somatic healing practice. For reals, for reals, I really love the shaking for reals. And then I also spend time on my back like a baby. Ooh. Right? So I will, sometimes when I'm feeling like, huh, there's this, this feels like a developmental gap or so, something from the past is influencing this thing yeah. in the future. I'll literally return to being on my back like a baby. Mm. Will maybe hold my feet yeah. and then roll. Happy baby position uh -huh. yeah. a little happy baby yes on my back side to side up and then i'll expand curl up expand. i love it i love it okay next question what are three things that you would absolutely positively have to bring with you on a wellness retreat for two weeks okay absolutely have to bring on a wellness retreat for two weeks so i'd have to bring a stuffed animal have to i'd have to bring my favorite coffee <laughs> which is have to it is a butterscotch latte with this Ooh. like foam on top like sweet cream foam situation 
um I'd have to make sure that I was able to access that to my fave and then I'd have to bring So I have a real answer and then I have a PR answer. So <laughs> my third. <laughs> I think I'm catching my what you're throwing. Answer, my real answer is, 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 you know, the friends of Mary Jane. Do you know her? The friends of Mary Jane. I'd have to bring yeah. Mary Jane. Oh, I'd yeah. have to bring Mary oh, Jane yeah. with me. For sure. Of course. That's the, that's the real answer, you know? Yeah. And then my PR answer is Bubbles. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, solid, solid list. Stuffed animal, good coffee, and uh, some grass, grassy yeah. elements. We love it. Grassy elements, exactly. Right. As an earth sign, I guess want some grassy <laughs> elements nearby. <laughs> it only makes sense. It's literally science. Um, it's literally <laughs> yo. Thank you. It's literally science. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, um, gosh, I love, I love this. <laughs> okay, second to last question is: Go to your phone right now if you have it, and tell okay. us what your five most used emojis are, or the last five okay. emojis that you used. Okay, okay. Let's see. Emoji. We've got this one <laughs> my favorite <laughs> <laughs> the salute one and i'm never using it in a serious way ever ever i have the the blue swirly spiral thingy Ooh, she's pretty she's pretty she's cute i have the upside down smiley face okay i have a heart what color heart Crying. Red. Red, okay. Yeah. And then a crying. Crying laughing or crying crying? No, crying crying. Raw crying. Okay, okay. Full tears. Okay. <laughs> That's a nice mashup. I think the blue swirl yeah. gives it some, like, the je ne sais quoi, you know? Because it's like, exactly. we don't really know. We don't know too much about what the vibe is back there, but it's beautiful to look at. Um, I love it. <laughs> The last question for you is what is your go-to comfort food when you need a little pick-me-up? So go-to comfort food will have to be um mafe, which is a peanut butter stew from <gasps> Senegal. Ghana has a I love so good. peanut butter stew. Ooh, it's so good. I can have it every week. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's my answer. Give me some mafe and some rice, and I'm a okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, that makes me crave my mom's version. It's so good. Oh. Oh my amazing. gosh. Me too. My version is nothing like my mom's. <laughs> I be trying though. I be trying. <laughs> Thank you, Happy thank time. you, thank you so much, Umu. Thank you, you are incredible. Thank you so much for being a part of the Soft Life. And please share where we can find you and connect with you and also learn more about your offerings. Oh, yay. You can find me on Instagram at Connect with Umu, C O N N E C T with Umu, O U M O U. You can also find me on the interwebs at the same thing, www.connectwithumu.com. I am also fake on TikTok. <laughs> I'll be on there for real, for real. <laughs> I'll be on there. Yeah. Um, what else? Radical Mental Health First Aid can be found at the link in my bio on Instagram, or you can find it on my website underneath one of my tabs. Again, the name of the workshop is called Radical Mental Health First Aid. If you type that into Google, I'm sure you can also find it. Amazing. You are incredible. Thank you so much for being here. And I will see you online. <laughs> Yay! For now, for now, until we for can now. meet, hopefully, in person. Yeah, until we can meet in person. Can we do an African something? What, Please. What I want to do an African something. Okay, we're going to talk because actually that's, that's yeah, that's going to happen. African summit or something. <laughs> I don't know. 
I'm so I down. Know what means. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me let you sign off. My fault. I'm crying. I'm leaving that in there too. Thank you so much. Good. <laughs> Introducing Saudi Baddie's very first product, My Journey to Self-Love, the ultimate self-care guide by Saudi Baddies. Your transformational self-care journey starts right here. We've created the ultimate self-care guide just for you with over 60 pages designed to help you discover wellness routines and practices that actually fit your fast-paced lifestyle. Designed to be completed within eight weeks, this self-care guide encourages you to take simple, practical steps through introspection and awareness to deepen your self-discovery and healing journey. To stay connected, join Sadie Baddies on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and more, and sign up for our monthly newsletter on sadiebaddies.com to stay in the loop. Sending you hella love and stay soft, baddie.